Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Les. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene. Yep. You can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give us a review and message us with any movie suggestions you might have. Yep. So we are going to end Valentine's Month on a much happier note. <laughs> so we, yes. uh, we're doing, a, I'm sorry, we're doing um, While You Were Sleeping. Correct. Do you have the synopsis for us? I have. I got it from the usual source, right. uh, Internet Movie Database. A hopeless romantic Chicago Transit Authority employee is mistaken for the fiancé of a coma patient. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very short, sweet, to the point. Exactly. I changed that one up a tad. I maybe could have added a little bit more to it. Yeah, don't worry about it. But, I mean, you get the gist of it. Right. Well, you ready to just jump in? Oh, yeah. So, we open up with kind of a longish scene where it's like, okay, we get it. It's Chicago. Um... You know, they're showing us, like, different landmarks of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Wrigley Field. Yeah. Hot dog vendors. Uh, the skating. Outdoor skating ring. Right. Just a lot of... Yeah. They're really driving that point home. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're in Chicago. Got it. Yes. Um, After that, though, we're uh, introduced to Lucy, mm-hmm. who is our main character, play- played by Sandra Bullock. And um, we get a voiceover um, from her. And she is discussing her childhood and how basically, you know, her mom passed away when she was very, you know, young. And so her dad, you know, was raising her. Correct. And with her dad, he, you know, would try to have, you know, take them on all these like little adventures. (laughs) I like how she's describing their adventures. (laughs) She she, uh, says that they went to far off lands called Wisconsin. Yes. And, uh... Like, Milwaukee was very, you know, exotic. Exactly. So. And, uh, she tells this little story of her life in, in kind of a way of, like, you know... Her dad men- her, her yeah. dad mentions kind of, like, you know, you'll, you'll never kind of, like, don't plan stuff because you just never know how it's gonna go. <laughs> she says that she didn't know that he was describing her life. Right. But, and it cuts to present day... And she's still talking about her life and, and how it hasn't turned out the way she planned it to. Right. And we're introduced to her crush. Mm-hmm. There's a one man in particular who comes every day, same time he's going to work, most likely. Right. And uh, she's just kind of developed this crush and this idea in her head of what he must be like. Right. You and, know, and how much she wants to be with him and, right. and experience life together with him. Well, and that's just it. So she works uh, at the train station in a booth, you know, c- getting the tokens and stuff from people. So yeah. she sees him, yeah, every single day. And all she really knows about him is, you know, he's handsome. Exactly. I mean, that's really it. Handsome and he has train tokens. Exactly. Oh, and he gives up a seat on the train every day. Which we'll talk to an about older lady. that, but I don't know how she would know that unless she was on the train. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> she could see him getting onto the train, but unless right. his window where he would sit was like right where she could see her field of vision. Yeah, exactly. There's no way for her to really know that. Right. But anyway. 
<laughs> we continue on, and uh, we see that Lucy is now home, mm-hmm. and there's this Christmas tree that's tied up with a piece of rope, and she's pulling it up to her. I guess she lives on the third floor, yeah. I think. I, or, she's pulling yeah. it up to her apartment on the mm-hmm. third floor of her building. And she's complaining, you know, why you know, why is it extra for them to deliver it? And right. She's like, well, I can buy, uh, what'd she say, chow mein? For from, 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah, for 10 bucks and they'll deliver it to my doorstep. It's, I paid $35 for a Christmas tree. Right. And I have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And so she's hauling this thing up using this rope, trying to get it in through her upstairs window. And she slips and falls and, of course, lets go of the rope. Tree falls and you hear glass breaking. Right. And you hear the guy below say, Lucy. Yeah, he knows exactly. (laughs) Apparently she's like the tenant from, you know, hell or something. I don't know. Really accident prone or something. Yeah. He knows exactly. So we cut to downstairs. She's in her Mm -hmm. landlord's apartment. And he is, you know, writing out. Probably like the insurance report. Right. And, and he says, how how am I going to put this on my insurance report? Yeah. And he's he's telling her, like, you know, how am I going to do this? And she's apologizing profusely. And she he, says, I'll pay for it. She's like, I'll pay for it. Don't worry. And he's, he's, he hesitates for a second. He's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I've got such and such. You know, so and so is my cousin. They work in glass. I'll get them to fix it. Right. They'll do it real cheap. And this is when she's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, she pulls this gift out of her. She's carrying a gift for him in her sleeve. I guess it's like her big comfy sweater, but basically. So she gives him a gift, and, you know, he's like, oh, well, thanks, Lucy. And this is when Joe Jr. makes his appearance. Right. And Joe Jr. is, okay, just for a second, let's talk about Joe Jr. Yeah. And his accent. So this is Chicago. Right. And Joe Jr. sounds like he is... From New York. New York or New Jersey. Yeah. Now, I guess maybe Saul and Joe Jr. No, you mean... Moved. I mean, what's this guy's name? Joe. Joe. Joe and Joe Jr. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) Joe and Joe Jr. I guess they moved from New York or New Jersey. But even Joe Sr. doesn't have much of a New York or Jersey accent. Joe Jr. has, like, a super thick, like, stereotypical New Jersey sort of accent to me. Right. But Joe Jr.'s putting the moves on Lucy, and she's kind of cringing, and he bends over to pick up something, and his, like, his butt crack is showing. And (laughs) Joe Sr. says, you know, Lucy, he's still single, you know. Yeah. If you're still looking, you know, my Joe's available. And she's like, what a surprise. I know, no kidding. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's no shocker there. Exactly. Then we cut to see Lucy. She's at this hot dog stand and she's getting um, a hot dog, I guess, probably on her lunch break from work. Yeah. And right about that time, her boss shows up to the same stand. Right. Tells her, hey, I am... I'm going to put you put in... Put you up for, yeah. Yeah, for employee of the month. And she's like, I didn't know that there was employee of the month. And he pulls out like a paper and he goes into this whole, you know, this is to certify that Lucy's so-and-so, you know, just right. lays out this it's whole thing. It's his recommendation, exactly. And, right, lays out this whole thing. And of course, she's kind of smiling like, oh, you know, that's really nice. Until he gets to the part when he, because he's talking about how, oh, she's never tardy. She's this, Works that. holidays. Yeah. And then this is how he dumps it onto her. Like, yeah, I'm going to need you to also work Christmas. Exactly. Because 
two other people are they have plans Mm -hmm. and then his kids want him to be home for christmas he says and he's like when you're the only one without and he stops and and she she goes family family. yep and he's like yeah which Which is kind of an a-hole thing i know because like okay so i guess if you don't have any family you don't deserve holidays off or any sort of well treatment by your employee i mean that's just it if it was me i'd be like well gee sorry my mom died whenever i was a kid my dad recently died but i guess fine i'll work you know another freaking holiday even though i just worked the last one yeah i guess if you're just so unfortunate enough to have yeah the majority of your family pass or whatever yeah then you just automatically become the person to go to for every single holiday they don't have family they don't matter yeah it's like whatever yeah (laughs) I don't know. That sort of thing just kind of got under my skin. Exactly. Because I'm just really big on, like, you know, treat your employees right. Right. And they'll do right by the business and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it just makes sense. It's good business, you know. Right. But, oh, and one other thing about this scene was kind of funny. She's getting this hot dog from this vendor. And the vendor asks her how she wants the hot dog. And she goes, oh, the usual. And he gives her this blank stare. Well, yeah. And she's like with ketchup and mustard and you know i think goes she down. just said that she wanted mustard and like a coke or something oh Ooh, just mustard only yeah Ugh. i know not Weird. a fan zero stars yes <laughs> so now we fade it's christmas day and she's in her booth mm-hmm. tiny little booth all by herself and people are just trickling by. There's not yeah. many people to speak of. And they're all going to see their families right. or spend time with their friends on Christmas Day. Exactly. And now in walks her crush. Mm-hmm. He shows up and he finally says two words to her. Merry Christmas. Yep. And she, she, she kind of blurts out a, uh. Yeah. She got tongue-tied, you know. Yeah. And that's just it. So she got tongue-tied and he walks by and then that's whenever she's like... You know, oh, great job. You know, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I like your coat. You're you look beautif- good today. You're beautiful. Yeah, which is kind of a weird thing to say to a guy right. if you're a girl. But, yeah, at that point, she's kicking herself for just not getting that out. Yeah. You know, getting out something. And while she's beating herself up, you see these two guys have approached him on the train platform. And they're mm-hmm. roughing him up, telling him things like, hey, nice jacket, man. Right. And, like... Kind of messing with his scarf and just really, it's obvious what they want from him. They want his money. They want whatever he's Mm -hmm. got that is of value. And that's just it. He ends, so, you know, the guy ends up losing his balance and falling on the train tracks. Yeah. And so she sees this and she goes, you know, running to help. And you see the other guys running in the opposite direction. And he's, yeah, laying on the train tracks, um, you know. Not right. Yeah, unconscious. He's right. he's been knocked unconscious, and so she hops and, down there. Yeah, you know, and she's trying to get his attention. You're know, like, hey, Mister, you know, trying to right. She's trying to up. wake him up. Like, wake up, wake up. The express is coming. She mm-hmm. says, and sure enough, you see a train coming around the bend right to the station, and right about this time, she grabs him, and somehow this tiny Sandra Bullock yeah. is able to. <laughs> Pull him and roll, roll him over off. with him off the tracks and underneath the platform where they have just barely enough room mm-hmm. to stay away from the train. Right. Which, by the way, I did a little bit of research on <laughs> this train. So throughout the movie, she says she works 
on the L, the right. L train. Right. This is electric. Mm-hmm. And it has been, it appears, since the very early 1900s. So... If that, he had fallen down there, he would have probably been electrocuted. Exactly. What's touched, known... Exactly. Yeah, the tracks. What's known as the third rail, which is where all the electricity is conducted through, carries 600 volts DC electricity. Mm-hmm. That is more than enough to kill somebody. Right. Instantaneous. Like, you're you're a post-toasty. Right. You're a Pop-Tart. Nice. So, it's a miracle mm, that if anybody were to fall in there, that they survive. And it's an even bigger miracle for anybody who jumps down there to rescue them, that they too themselves don't get shocked. See, I see that. I'm just like, I'm going to quickly call 911 and I'm going <laughs> down there. Yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real tough one, man. Yeah. Because it's like... Because, yeah, you have to react fast, but it's like, I don't want to die, too. That's that's just <laughs> it. That's that's one of those really tough ones. It's like one of those moral dilemma questions people would ask you, and you. that's one of the ones you'd probably have to think on for I a know. bit. Because it's like, golly, it's like the odds of both people getting killed are right. pretty big. Exactly. So, but anyway, back to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't philosophy 101. Right. Um <laughs> I feel so bad now. <laughs> so now we are um uh, we're back at the movie. So she rolls him over on the train tracks and it cuts to the hospital. He's being wheeled through the hospital hallways and she's trying to gain access to where he's going. Well, which... if, at first they ask, you know, she's like, you know, can I go in and see him? And the lady first asks, well, what's his name? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't know. She right. just knows his face. And from, she's like, well, yeah. I need to know his name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she kind of, at that point, Lucy kind of walks off. And, you know, she's trying to get the attention of the doctor. And he's like, you know, are you family? And she's like, no. And he's like, kind of like, too bad. Yeah, only <laughs> you know? family. Allowed. Only family is allowed. But he's yeah. very. Um, he's a dick about it. Yeah, though. he's very rude about it. I mean, I understand the whole no family, only family allowed thing, but he's very rude about it. Right. And so, she is left there standing alone while they're wheeling him away to wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely, some sort of surgery or or some right. sort of evaluation, and. She says under her breath, I was going to marry him, and the nurse overhears that. So the nurse thinks that she's his fiance. Yeah. So the nurse finds a way to get her, Lucy, to get Lucy into Peter, which is his name, mm-hmm. Peter's ICU room. Right. She brings Lucy into the room. Lucy goes up to the bed, and she doesn't really know what to say because right. she really doesn't know him, yeah. and the nurse is standing right behind her. So Lucy feels the extra pressure of trying to convince this nurse, yeah, I know him. Yeah, exactly. He's my fiance. Right. We made the joke while we were watching it, like, I'd just walk up and go, hey, you. Yeah. How you doing, honey? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you've seen better days. Yes. And in the middle of all this, she's she's just kind of really non, non-specifically talking to him, just, yeah. you know, saying hi. In charges the family like gangbusters, right, right. man. They are just one after another, just piling into the room, mm-hmm. and they're firing questions away fast and furious. And you know Peter Boyle, who plays the dad, right. I like him. He was good. Yeah. You know he's like, what the hell happened to him? You know. And yeah. They're all firing questions, and so at this point, people start asking who Lucy is. Yeah. Who's she? Who's she? And 
the nurse says, oh, well, she's the fiance. She saved his life. And, and the they, family's like, oh, my, he didn't tell us that he was yeah. engaged. Like, they were actually upset about that. Especially yeah, they were the angry. mom. Because yeah. it was like, you know, who doesn't tell, like, their family that they're engaged? Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, they were upset about that at first. Meanwhile, poor Lucy is kind of trying to, you know, like, no, you know, trying trying to say something. Yeah, she's trying to say something because she hasn't said to these people that she's engaged to them. Right. The nurse has. Exactly. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not, and blah, 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 all that. And right about now is when the one doctor who tried to rush, kind yeah. of shoo her away before, comes in. What is she doing in here? Mm -hmm. And somebody spouts off, she saved his life. She's his fiance. Right. And this is when Peter Boyle, you know, says she is family. Right. You know, when the the doctor was like, only family is allowed in here. What is she doing in here? Right. And uh, it's just, it's gone too far at this point. Not, it hasn't gone too far. No, it it goes further. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) She's trapped at this point. After this just very kind of, just very chaotic scene where you're introduced with, you're introduced to the dad, the mom, the grandmother. Saul, which is the godfather of Peter, the grandmother. Um, and the, his sister. And his sister. Oh, by the way, the sister's like super young. Yeah. It must have been a surprise. That's what we were, we were both like, okay, she looks like she might have been a surprise or an oops. Yeah. Um, because Peter, and we'll talk about Jack later, both of them are a lot older than Mary Oh, yeah. The they have to be, <laughs> they've got to be, their characters are probably in their 30s. Late 20s, yeah, 30s, late 20s, somewhere 30s, in there. And she's like in high school. Yeah, she, the sister's like, I guess, she's, I don't think she's driving because every time no. she comes home, it's like someone's dropping her off or the right. bus is. Yeah, so, so she's, she's probably, probably 15, like between 16, 14. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so kind of, you know, after we meet the entire family and after this just chaotic scene and Peter Boyle accepting Lucy into yeah. the family. Oh, yeah. Because he learns that. She's, Lucy saved his life. And it's supposedly his the fiance. fiance. Right. So we cut now to a scene where everybody's kind of in a waiting room. And Lucy's just sitting there real nervously. Everyone mm-hmm. is just staring at her. Yep. And most of them with a big smile on their face. Yeah. <laughs> which would make me nervous too. Right. Um, finally, somebody asks Lucy, you know, well... When did you when did you guys meet or how did y'all meet? And yeah. they're asking her, you know, what what was it about Peter that made you fall in love with him? And she says his smile. Yeah, which she's not lying about that because that's literally all she saw him do ever was either smile or walk by. Well, and I think this is also <laughs> the same scene too where they mention a previous girlfriend of his. Correct. And they were, you know, they were talking about, you know, oh, you know, his uh you know, did you take him away from, you know, that horrible ex-girlfriend of his? And right. They, they mentioned that her name is uh, Ashley Bacon. And they're like, you know, yeah, talking about how, oh, you know, she's named after a breakfast food or something right. like that. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I guess they met originally at a bar because they were asking yes. how Lucy and him met. And, you know, they were talking about how, oh, you know, yeah, he met that, you know, kind of horrible Ashley lady at a bar. Right. So they figure that maybe they met at another bar or something. Right. So you get the feeling now by the way the family is talking about Peter and his only girlfriend they knew about. Right. That Peter is kind of 
um, estranged from his family. A little bit. Maybe. That he's probably not like, you know, he's not written off. No. But he just doesn't come around anymore. And his taste in girlfriends is a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's kind of maybe the black sheep, maybe. Sort of. I mean, because you find out how he's very vain. Yeah. And actually, even in whenever they were in the hospital scene and she was talking about his smile and his dad said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's $600 for caps per tooth. That's right. Is, you know what he said. Which if that's true, that's expensive. That's expensive as hell. You what are there, like 40 teeth, something teeth in your something mouth? Something like that, yeah. That's a lot of that's money. That's a lot of money. Good Lord. And And so this scene just ends with Lucy kind of really sort of telling the family kind of what they want to hear it's not a it's not a lie really quick she tells them oh go ahead so there's 32 t you you know as an adult you have 32 teeth so 32 times 600 that's $19,200 if you were to get every single one of them capped jeez yeah and i was way off by saying 40 something teeth (laughs) our mouths would be ridiculous It would be frightening if we had that many teeth. I know, right? <laughs> so, that's I'm a, sorry, continue. That's a lot of chompers right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. Oh, chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to I was just going to wrap up this one scene where Lucy tells them about how the first time that she saw him that she knew her life wasn't going to be the same. Right. Which is not a lie for her right now because she's telling them these things that she's thought and experienced herself just by seeing him on the sub not on the subway but on the l train yeah and so we so now we cut from that um we cut to later at lucy's home Uh, lucy has left the hospital for a bit and we see joe jr is passing her in the hallway and he announces to her hey I've got ice capades. Yeah. And she turns, what? Yeah. It's like, tickets. I got two tickets for the for ice capades. Ice capades. And uh, she basically turns them down. Right. She's like, I'm not going with you, basically, is what she says. And uh, she goes up into her apartment, and she spends a little time kind of getting getting ready again. I guess she's cleaning up or whatever, getting changed. And she goes back to the hospital later that night. Yeah, but it's like after 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, it's way, way, way late. And she goes to the hospital, and she's walking around looking. She doesn't see the family, so it doesn't appear that they're there anymore. So she just goes straight into Mm -hmm. Peter's room. She's telling Peter everything. About herself. She tells her about herself, her life as a child growing up, that her parents are both dead. And she's she feels alone. And she, you know, tells him while he's in the coma that she's not really her his fiance, right? And just kind of really pouring her heart out. Mm-hmm. And we see the camera kind of cuts back behind her to show the window into his hospital room, yep. and you see Saul's reflection. Right, he's there and he's witnessing the whole thing. Yep, he knows her knows her dirty little secret. Yeah, and so we cut to the next morning. And Lucy has fallen asleep in the hospital room, and she's been there all night long. Right. And the family shows up just as Lucy is getting up. Yeah. A phone rings, and she gets up. It wakes her up. She decides she needs to get out of there. Right. As soon as she can. But just as she turns around, there's the whole family right yeah. in the doorway. And they're talking about, oh, you know, his color looks so much better today. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So... 
you know, after they were talking about how, oh, you know, he looks so much better. Um, the His mom invites her like, you know, hey, you know, we would really love it if you would come celebrate Christmas with us since, you know, we obviously didn't get to do it on Christmas Day. Yeah. And at first she was kind of like, eh, you know, I, I don't know. That kind of stuff. Yeah, she's trying to she's trying to politely decline. Right. But they're very being very pushy. Yeah. The dad, you know, says, No nonsense. Just give us your phone number and your address. Right. And we'll call and remind you and points to his wife and she'll call and remind you again and talk you into it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so she leaves out on that. She's like, Okay, great, you know, she makes her exit finally. Right. Makes it to the elevator and just about then an orderly comes up to her with a box of things. Right. Oh, this is your fiance's stuff. Well actually he says husband. Oh yeah. Because he, he says husband first and it she's frustrated and irritated with herself about how she can't tell these people she's not really engaged yeah. to their son. Right. So she snaps back at him like he's not my husband. Right. And he's oh, I'm sorry, this is your fiance's thing. Right. And right about that time a friend of Peter's comes out of the elevator. Mm -hmm. This is like the only time we see him in this movie. Well, I mean, he does have a brief but important part that right. comes about up later. So he he's making small talk with her about you know oh how great a Peter great of a guy Peter is right and you're lucky and um how does he get on the testicle thing? Yeah, I think <laughs> it was because she was frustrated or something like that and. He goes, you know, is this is this about the accident? Oh, that's right. He was, she was being kind of yeah. not snippy with him, but she was impatient. Yeah, the door kept trying to close on her, and she kept opening it back up. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He was kind of reading her body language, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Is this about the accident from a month ago?" He's like, "Look, he's like, you know, if he said it was my fault or whatever, you know, he's like, I'm sorry." He's like. You know, I had a pencil. I'm a lawyer. Right. I'm a lawyer. I carry pencils, he yeah, says. <laughs> exactly. And we find out later about, you know, the accident. Right. That apparently what happened is they were playing basketball. Mm -hmm. And his buddy must have been I guess his buddy carrying the ball. And Paul must have been kind of come up behind him trying to take the ball from him. And gouged and him he, in the. In the yeah. Um, poked him in the. Poked him in the area, yeah, and he lost a testicle because yeah. as a result of that accident. Yeah, and that that you know story comes up later. Exactly. So it actually, yes, it does. So now we cut to later where we see Lucy meeting with her boss outside, and yeah. they're both eating a hot dog together. Um, and she's telling him everything that's happened, and she's like, right. "I don't know what to do." And he's like, you just need to be straightforward with yeah. these people. Tell them the truth right now before it's too late. Right. Before you hurt somebody's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think that sh this is when she says, you know, well, that's part of the problem. She's like, because the grandma has heart issues and I'm afraid if I say anything. That's right. That she grandma does. is, you know, going to die. That's right. She does <laughs> because Saul was looking for the pharmacy. Right. To get a prescription filled for, for her nitroglycerin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's what she's afraid of. And then I don't know why, but when we first watched this, it made me laugh out loud because the boss said, yeah, he's like, well, whenever I got engaged to my wife, my, you know, mom's intestines exploded. I was just yeah, like, holy is, shit. What an extreme reaction, an impossible reaction to have. That must have been like, 
<laughs> a very bad coincidence. It's like, was there an alien in there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exploded? Yeah, somebody calls Sigourney Weaver. Jeez. Seriously. <laughs> so anyway, so that is that is a big reason, too, why she feels like she can't say anything. She's, yeah. you know, worried about the grandma. And, you know, of course, yeah, she doesn't want to hurt everybody's feelings. Yeah, and so now it cuts from there. And we see that it's later. She's arrived at the parents' house. She's got a, a poinsettia in her hand. She's mm-hmm. bringing it as like a little gift. Um, and she's about to walk up to the door, but then she kind of like, no, I can't do this. So she right. turns back around to go back home. But just then Saul walks up. Right. And he tells her, hey, look, you know, hang out with me a little bit outside. I don't like to smoke inside right you know it doesn't bother you does it and she's like no so they sit down on the stoop and this is where this is where we get some more of her backstory yes um you know she mentions um that her dad had gotten sick and so she quit school and they moved to chicago so that he could go to a research hospital Yep. And then she says, you know, like basically, you know, a year ago he got tired of doing research and, you know, he passed away. Exactly. Um, you yeah. Know. And Paul, I mean, I'm mean Paul. Saul tells her that. Mentions that his wife of like 51 years or mm-hmm. whatever passed away, you know, like two years ago or something like that. Yep. As well. And he he's just talking about how, you know, with the Callahans and stuff like that, that for him, they're, you know, his family. Exactly. And, that, and they, yeah, actually, he's Peter's godfather. Right. And that, you know, he he just says, you know, I don't I don't want anything to, you know, I don't want anything bad, you know, to happen to them. Exactly. And she actually says, you know, I don't either. Yeah. And the look on his face when he's telling her that is kind of one that says, I know, I know. Yep. about you. So, mm-hmm. you know. Watch it, basically. Right. Not like he's going to do anything to her. But yeah, he just doesn't want his friends to get hurt. Exactly. And right about this time when is the door flies open and then there's the whole family again. Well, it's Peter's mom, you know, specifically. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, it's cold. Come on inside. You know, Elsie, who's the grandmother. Yeah. You know, has, you know, made her, you know, eggnog. And Saul tells her, he's like, don't drink it. He's like, just drink Cokes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, if you do word of the wise, go easy on it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so they they all, they're all rushed inside. And we go inside where we see the family and they're all gathered for a family photo in front of the tree. Yeah. And Elsie has her little camera out, which, holy cow, man. (laughs) I know. I remember that. I know. And uh, she has her camera out and they're taking a photo. And, of course, there's the obligatory one person who always blinks just at the right time. I am that person. <laughs> you are that person. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after the family photo together, which actually they brought Lucy in on. Right. And Lucy's like, no, no, no. And they're like, nonsense, get up here. Right. And now they're all sitting around and it's time to open gifts. Exactly. So, yeah, they start opening up gifts because, again, they're celebrating Christmas, you know, a little bit later. Right. Um, You know, and it's just going through, like, what each of them, you know, got. And uh, the um, daughter, the young daughter, is handing out the gifts. And she's like, oh, you know, here's 
a gift for Lucy from Santa. Right. And Lucy's just kind of taking everything in and kind of watching the whole family and how happy they are. Right, because she can't believe that, one, they, like, gave her a gift because they don't even know her up until, like, a day ago. Exactly. And so, you know, she starts to open the gift and actually, when you look behind her, they already have a stocking with her name on it. Yep. So it's like, oh shit. Yep. That stuff is serious. It is. It's getting real. It is. And, and and it fades out from that. It fades out on that stocking. And then we cut to Paul's apartment and we see his answering... Paul, I'm sorry. Peter's apartment. Right. Peter's apartment and we see the answering machine. Yep. And it's his real life girlfriend calling him. Yep. And she's telling him... Hey, it's just me. You know, I've been doing some thinking when you asked me to marry you. And I thought, what the hey? Why not? Why not? It could be a call back or, you know, something like that. Yeah. It's like, what the hey? Why not? Yeah, sure. You you need a more concrete (laughs) answer than that. You need to be like, well, very sure. This is doesn't sound like a sure response to me. I mean, we find out. At the end, exactly why, though. Oh, no, I'm just making you know. fun of her response. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, what the hey? Why not? I yeah. will marry you. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like it's going to be a loving relationship. Exactly. So now we cut back to the house um, with the family and Lucy, and she is asleep on their couch. Mm-hmm. And we see that Jack has come home. He pulls up in front of the house in this in a big, big moving truck. Yep, Callahan and Son moving vehicle. Well, Actually, they're in... Yeah, it is a moving truck. It is. It is. And he walks inside and he sees Lucy and she's asleep on the couch. But he's greeted real quick by his sister. Yep. And she, you know, he's like, who's that? And she's like, oh, that's Lucy. That's Peter's fiance. And he's like... Fiance? Yeah, Peter doesn't have a fiance. Yeah, he's very... Yeah. Yeah. And she's like... You know, yeah, that's Lucy. You're going to, you know, really like her. Exactly. And meanwhile, Lucy at this point, her back is, you know, turned to them on the couch and she's listening to everything. Yeah, she's awake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's, of course, pretending to be asleep. Right. And I can only imagine she's probably thinking in her head, like, I have to get out of this house quick. Well, and that's pretty <laughs> much the next scene. It's It shows her, you know, it's supposed to be like later on in the morning or whatever, and you see her and she's, you know, getting up and she's trying to sneak out. Well, Jack is sitting on the on the stairs and he's like, you know, hi. And of right. course she freaks out because she's not expecting anybody to be there. And they just have like this awkward, you know, she's like, oh, hi, Jack. Yeah. And he's because she sp- knows his name because they've been throwing name. it around like crazy. Right. And so, yeah, she knows his name. But he doesn't know how she really knows it because, of course, he doesn't know her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they say, like, awkward goodbyes at that point. Yeah, because he, he confronts her as she's leaving and he stops her as she's leaving out the door. And he, you know, she comes back in and she looks like she's about to, like, confess. Mm-hmm. And he, like, tell, he tells her, welcome to the family. Right. And she kind of gets relieved a little bit and she's like, well, thank you. Goodbye. You know, yeah. she... She leaves as quickly as she can because she wants to get the heck out of there right now. And we cut later that same day where the whole family, you know, minus Lucy, of course, is at church Mm -hmm. for their, you know, for mass. We see the the priest is up at the front and he's telling everybody, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and and Peter Callahan, they need prayers. Extra prayers, And, you know, the whole congregation is standing up and they're doing their thing. 
And right about this time is when the dad starts to talk to the son, Jack. It's like, oh, did about you get business stuff? Right, like, oh, did you get this these people's furniture? And he starts listing off these different people's furniture that he was supposed to pick up for yeah. the business. And then he gets to a point where it's like, oh, I wasn't able to pick up so-and-so's furniture because the previous job took too long. Right. And yeah, they're like in the middle of mass. Right. You know, it's And like, one really? guy behind them, you know, at one point tells them, hey, could you please be quiet? I can't hear the mass. Right. And they both look at him like, shut up, you know. Yeah. Well, what I thought it was kind of funny, though, because at one point, you can tell Jack wants to tell him, like, I don't want to be a part of the business. Right, because he said... And the sister... The dad, yeah. Well, the sister, though, says, you know, hey, maybe you ought to tell him now. He can't kill you while you're in church. Right. The whole family seems to know that Jack wants mm-hmm. nothing to do with the business anymore. Right. But the father. Yeah. But it's just not the right time to talk about stuff like that. Yeah. And... So now we cut from the church service to later that that um that day and we see Lucy going through Peter's stuff, the stuff that was in that box right. from the hospital. She's going through his wallet looking at his pictures and and All there's the a, like a little clipping in there or something about a boy who saved a squirrel, which I guess was yeah. him. Was that where that clipping was? There was a clipping about a boy who saved the squirrel. No, whenever they were Peter. celebrating Christmas, they were looking at some of like the clipping. That's and stuff. where that was from. Yeah, that's right. And um, sorry for the pervy noises. Those are just our dogs. Those are definitely doggos. Don't anybody get too excited? Yeah. Um. We were talking about. And the so, school. yeah, Lucy is going. Um, and she's going through her all of his stuff, and one item she comes across is a can of, I believe... It was cat tu- food. Can of food? Okay. Yeah, it was I at first food. thought it was tuna, but I'm like, why would she make the connection yeah. of tuna fish in a cat? No, it was cat immediately. food. Immediately. And so she's kind of looking at it, and she gets this look like, oh no, you know? He's got a cat, and it's not being fed. Exactly. So she leaves, and as she's leaving, she's leaving her apartment, probably got all of Peter's stuff to mm-hmm. get there, and... She sees Joe Jr. out there working on his car. Yeah. He has a hammer <laughs> in his hand, and he pits, he opens up his hood, and he's got a book in his hand, too, and he's going, you stupid wing nut. So I guess he's, like, trying to hammer a wing nut I, off of something under the hood of his car. I don't know. You're the Which, mechanic, by the way, not is not <laughs> what you do. I know. Anywho, they make tools for everything. Right. So... As she's leaving, she's got her hand over her hand. She's her hand over her face, trying to keep from being spotted right. by Joe. And right at that time, Peter drives up. But yep. she... No, not Peter. I mean, Jack drives up. Yeah. I am the worst at names <laughs> on movies. I yep. don't understand. I cannot remember them. That's why you have me. Yes. <laughs> so Jack shows up just as Lucy is leaving. Yeah. And Jack asks Joe Jr., if a Lucy lives there. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, he tells him, yes, she does. I don't know exactly why Jack makes the connection of Lucy being at Peter's apartment or if he just goes there to well, but check real, out the apartment. Well, real quick, though, he's like, yeah, you know, Lucy, or Joe says, you know, like, yeah, Lucy does live there. And he, he talks about how he's dating her. Oh, that's right. That's right, because yeah. Joe's got a big thing for Lucy. Mm-hmm. He keeps hitting on her. He keeps trying to ask yeah. her out. 
And in his mind, he's practically dating her. It's just she hasn't gone out on the first date with him yet. Right. (laughs) So, of course, he says, oh, yeah, you know, we're dating, which, of course, makes Jack go like, well, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. This makes him even more suspicious, and he goes into full investigation mode. Right. So, at the apartment, Peter's apartment, we see Lucy walking around trying to find the cat. She's calling, here, rich. rich." Yep, here, rich kitty, rich kitty, rich kitty. Yep. And she's walking around, and right about that time... She goes to open this one door in Peter's apartment, and mm. it turns out Jack is inside the apartment, it too. hits him right in the face. Smacks him in the face, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Me, if that had happened to me, I would have been freaking out and <laughs> ran right out the other door I just walked in through. <laughs> right. Like, there's somebody else in this apartment that probably should not be here, or I most definitely shouldn't be here. Right. So, but she stays. And they talk. And he's like, you know, she's like, I'm sorry, you know, I was just trying to feed his cat and he's like you know peter doesn't have a cat yeah and then about right at that time you finally see the cat yep and you know she she's like oh you know and she picks it up and looks at the tag you know hi fluffy you know and yeah trying to put on a good show mm-hmm. like she knows yeah the cat knows what she's doing right exactly and so you know she you know opens it up feeds the cat Mm -hmm. And then the phone rings, and he's like, well, aren't you going to answer that? She's like, no. She's like, I'll let the machine get that. Right. And, you know, instead he answers it. Right. And. Turns out it's for her after all. Yeah. (laughs) So. He's like, it's for you. She takes the phone. It's the hospital. Right. The hospital's telling them, hey, look, it's customary. You know, family would often give blood. You know. Right. You're. Basically, Peter likely needs a blood transfusion. Or something. And they're just saying, hey, look, if any one of you want to come down and donate blood, Mm -hmm. since you're family, it's best you come down here, donate some blood. Which I would be like, I would be like, well, I'm the fiance. Yeah, I'm not really family. I'm not family family. So you might want to type me and see if (laughs) I actually am compatible. Exactly. But anyway, so she, you know, relays the message to him about it. And so he's like, oh, okay. Let's go together. Let's go. And she's like great (laughs) yeah so you know they head down to the garage and she's like oh she's like i just thought we would go in your truck or whatever right and he's like no he's like you know what let's take peter's car he's like you know you know which one and so she hits the button and of course it's the black beamer is like right in front of them Mm -hmm. she gets lucky again yeah you know and so uh for the next scene we see them and they've um they've just given blood you know they're kind of laying there and at this point, he has all these, like, questions for her. Right. He's asking where they first met, how long they've been together. Mm-hmm. And she says since uh, September 17th or something. He's like, wow. He's like, so, like, three months. He's like, that's really fast. Yeah. And then at that point, so she stands up to leave after the nurse had given her something to drink. Oh, she throws back that orange mm-hmm. juice cup like it's a shot glass. Right. Well, it's, it is basically the size of a shot glass. Right. But she's desperate to get out yeah, of there. Yeah, she's desperate to get out of there. So she starts walking, and unfortunately, he didn't have any orange juice, so he passes out. Right. Like, he right had just away. given, you know, however much, I guess you give a pint at a time. I, I don't know yeah, I don't how know. that works, really. I, I honestly have never really given blood, so I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, the nurse is encouraging both of them to right. not get up and move just yet. Right. And sure enough, he passes out instantly as soon as he takes a couple of steps. Right. And so, after that happens, she is back in the hospital room along mm-hmm. with the rest of the family. 
And uh, he comes in and this is when he really does start asking questions that, yeah, normally you would know about your fiance. Right. What's his favorite song? What's his favorite stooge? (laughs) No, I love the song part, though, because the mom mom interjects and says, puff the magic. And she goes, puff the magic dragon. Yeah. Yeah, She she kind of rides on the coattails of that one. Yeah. And then he, yeah, he asks, okay, well, you know, which is his favorite out of the three stooges? And she's like curly. Yeah. And he's like, lucky guess. He's like, that's everybody's favorite. <laughs> and then he finally asks, like, well, who's his favorite baseball team? And she's like, Chicago. And he's like, you know, which the Cubs, wa- are, the White Cubs Sox. are White Sox. And then at this point, the dad is like, kind of like, well, what the hell is going on? And he goes, you know, well, he's like, I, you know, went and found out that she's actually dating, you know, this guy named Joe. Yeah. And she, and of course, she's like shocked or whatever. And she, you know, is like, no, she's like, you know, he's delusional. Yeah, she says he thinks he invented aluminum foil for Pete's sake. You can't trust him whenever he says that. Yeah. And so um, at this point, the parents are kind of saying, you know, well, if there's, you know, if there's a way that she can prove it, she will. This is this is when she tells them the little known secret that right. they did not know apparently. Exactly. So she was like, "All right." She's like, "Well, about a month ago, uh, there was an accident uh, involving a pencil, mm-hmm. and now he only has one testicle." Yeah. And of course, they're all kind of staring at each other and staring yeah. at him like, what the hell? Nobody wants to check. And it's like the dad even, they look to the dad yeah. who would kind of, to me, be the logical right. choice to lift up the gown yeah. and look. Right. And he's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. And so the mom says, oh, I'm his mother. I'll do it. Which is weird. But cause... she does not check the way I would have Because you literally can just look under and be like, oh, yeah, you only has one testicle. Very easy. Very, Very easily. Easy. No, she, you see her and she, you know, lifts it and you see her hand. Yeah, her hand like full on goes all the way down uh, yeah. the blankets. Yeah, she's like not even looking. Yeah. She straight up feels and then you see the whole family and lucy are in the elevator and the grandma was like well at least yeah. he has extra room in his uh boxer shorts <laughs> looking on the bright side of things mm-hmm. there i guess right and we cut from that and we cut to uh lucy lucy's apartment and she's home alone but then joe jr shows up and he's like, you stood me up. Yeah, you stood me. She's like, stood you up for what? He's like, the ice capade tickets. Yeah. I got ice capades. I got ice capades. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I didn't stand you up. I wasn't, didn't even agree to go. Right. And he's she like, lets, well, yeah, she lets him into the apartment while they're having this fight, by the right. way. Right. And so this whole time they're inside the apartment and they're fighting about this. And then there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And it... Turns out it's Saul. So right. she quickly rushes him into Joe, the closet. Exactly. And tells him to be quiet. Right. Don't say a thing. Don't say a word. She lets Saul into the house, into the apartment. And he. This is where he finally tells her that he knows. Exactly. He's like, I know your secret. Yeah. And she is kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, his response is to not do anything. Just keep yeah. going along. Because she at first said, well, you know, I'll tell them, don't worry, I'll tell them, whatever. He's like, no, don't tell them anything. He's like, Mm -hmm. this brought Peter back to them. Right. 
after so long of not, you know, seeing him, them being in his life. Yeah. And if that's taken away from them, it might be too much. Right. He leaves on asking her, how did you know about his testicle? Yeah. And she starts to tell, but she kind of looks like she doesn't want to. And he's like, you know what? Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. (laughs) And he leaves. And just as he walks out of the door, you hear a thud from Mm -hmm. her closet. And she, she opens it. Yeah, she opens it, and he's like, what? And she's like, were you trying on my shoes? Sorry about that thump noise, guys. Dogs. She's yeah. Like, yeah, she was like, were you trying on my shoes? And he's like, no. He's like, I I slipped on them, and it you know, ended up on my foot. Yeah. Well, and then she gets Likely another. Story. And then she gets, you know, another knock on the door. And at that point, she's like, God, she's like, doesn't anybody use phones anymore? (laughs) Exactly. It would be nice. (laughs) Some of these, you know, interruptions would be a phone call. Right. And And this time it's Jack. Right. And of course, she's got, you know, Joe or whatever in the closet. Yeah. Shoves him back in the closet. Tells him to shut up. Yep. And stop goofing around. Yep. And goes to the front door to talk to Jack. And Jack tells her that he has an engagement gift for her. And she's like, oh, you know, you really shouldn't have. She And he's like, don't worry about it. It's actually for my parents. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, thanks, you know, in that case. And and uh, he wants to bring it up to her apartment, but mm-hmm. she's got Joe in her closet. And he right. keeps trying on shoes, I guess, because you keep hearing yeah. intermittent thumping noises. And, and she Jack's around on, the corner going, what's that? And she blames it on her cat at first. Yeah. He kind of yeah. gets a scared look on his face like, it's a big cat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she finally, she convinces Jack to take the gift to Peter's apartment. Right. And that she'll ride with them. So mm-hmm. they leave and Joe's they show up. still in the up. closet. Yeah, he's still in the closet, still goofing off, trying on shoes. He's probably trying on underwear and stuff at this point. Yeah. Um, they show up to Peter's apartment and he pulls up way too close to the car in front of him, but right. he says, well, we need to unload yeah. the gift. So they open up the deal, and mm-hmm. she thinks it's this really nice-looking rocking chair yeah. as the gift. And he's like, oh, do you like that? And she's like, oh, yeah. You know, he's like, well, he's like, that's actually, the, this is actually your gift. Exactly. And she's like, oh, and okay. And it's an ugly little green love seat from it the is. 70s, it looks not, like. Not a fan. But she's no. just talking about how... He mentions that, you know, oh, you like that rocking chair? He's like, I made that. Mm-hmm. And she just was really impressed. Like, wow, you make that? She's like, you know, you should really go into business and, you know, do something like that. And so, anyway, they uh, they take the couch and stuff and, you know, they're trying to get it um, up to the apartment, but they're stopped by the doorman. Right. And the doorman is talking about how... You know, like we have to, we have to announce, you know, kind of who's here and stuff. And he's talking about how, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's Peter's uh, fiance, and he's looking at her, kind of like, so. Yeah, she's she's on the other side of the doors, inside yeah. the lobby, and she's very hurriedly trying to mm-hmm. push this couch around the lobby yeah. to get it upstairs. You know, and he's talking about how, oh, he's like, well, I'm new or whatever, and so. Yeah, and he and uh. Once he learns that it's, supposed it's to be the fiance, he leans into Peter, I mean, to Jack, I mean, and says, I've heard about her. She's scary. She's crazy or she's scary. Yeah. yeah. Jack goes, tell me about it. Yeah. And so you just see them and now they're outside the apartment and they want to get this love seat in. And 
Yeah, it's, it's not fitting through the door. Right. As and usual. So he's like, well, he's like, let me try this one trick. And she's like, well, what's that? And he goes, push really hard. Yeah. And so you see her kind of get out of the way. And he goes, you know, down below her. And she's like, are you, you know, you pushing? And he's like, I did. <laughs> and so she, they were just talking about how, you know, okay, well. You know, let's turn it this way or whatever. Turn it that way. And eventually they finally do get it in the apartment, well, but only the, after destroying the frame. Yeah, they, like, destroyed the frame and they pushed it through. The outside of the frame gets messed up. And whenever they push it through, Lucy goes flying. She hits this vase that has blue water in yeah. it. And it knocks over and breaks yeah. on the floor. And they decide, hey, that's a good place for the couch. And sure enough, they push the couch over it. Which, I'm not going to lie. That'd be something I'd be tempted to <laughs> right? do, too. But I don't... I That's not coming out of the carpet, and mm-hmm. we don't have the money to replace it. So exactly. that's where the furniture goes. Exactly. <laughs> and so, anyway, they go back downstairs. And sure enough, he can't get the truck out now because he's parked way too close. Yep, and somebody parked behind him Mm -hmm. way too close to him, so he's boxed in. And so Lucy basically is like, well, bye. And he's like, wait, he's like, you're just going to leave me here with the truck? Right, and she's she, like, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. I gotta get home. Right, and so he's like, well, he's like, let me walk you home. He's like, I don't want to stay out here by myself. He's like, it, it is Chicago. So. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, they start, you know, walking and talking. Yeah. And they they walk, they're walking all the way back to her apartment. And it's, this scene is fairly long, but it establishes that they're Mm -hmm. both falling for each other. Oh, yeah. She is falling for him and vice versa. He's falling for her. Right. They've got a lot in common. The Mm -hmm. conversation just flows very well, very smoothly. Their jokes are just bouncing off of one another. Right. They're hitting it off just flawlessly. Mm-hmm. And by the time they finally get back to her apartment, you know, it's all giggles. It's all laughs. Well, They've shared all sorts of secrets and jokes between each other. When they get back to the apartment, though, like, it's completely iced. Exactly. So they do, like, the whole cutesy romantic oh, yeah, thing where... He almost falls. And she, she almost, almost falls, falls. And then they, like, come in together real close. And then they both fall and he split the back of his pants. Yeah, it's it's just hilarious. Yes. Real life happens like that all the time. Right, right. And, um... <laughs> I know that was our first date, too. I know, right? <laughs> um, no, actually, our first date was at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very yes. simple, to the point. Yep. It was good. Um, so, he splits his pants, yeah. And they say their goodbyes. She finally makes it off of the ice, and, mm-hmm. you know, he tells her, I'll wait for you to get inside. You right. Know, the whole chivalry thing. Right. And she gets inside, and he turns to walk away. And as she's walking inside, here comes Joe Jr. around yeah. the corner. All right, Lucy, it's either me or him. She's and without like, him. skipping a beat. Yep. Yep. She him. says, yep. And he's like, well, gee, you didn't have to respond so fast. I know, right? <laughs> um, and then she, once she's in her apartment, she's looking out her window and she's watching Jack trying to leave. His pants yeah. are ripped and she's giggling and laughing like a little schoolgirl. And mm-hmm. the scene fades from there. Now we go to the next day, and she... She's talking to her boss. Talks to her boss. Yeah, she's talking to her boss again. And she's and like, she's like, I, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Yeah, she's like, I am cheating on my fiancé with her brother. With his brother, with yeah. his With his brother. And, and he's like... Wait, the wait, coma guy? The coma guy? And she's like, yeah, you know, she's 
telling him about all these people. And she gets to Saul, and he's like, who is Saul? Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, well, it's the godfather. He's good neighbors with them, but he knows who I am. Yeah, he knows what's going on. His response to her is, Lucy, there's places with doctors for people like you. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) She's definitely a little bit obsessive. And he basically tells her, go, you know, if you're having feelings for... Pete, or not Peter, for um, Jack. For Jack, just confess. Yeah. Be like, look, this, this is, is all one big misunderstanding. Yeah, exactly. But if you can find it in your heart, forgive me, I would like to go out with you. Yeah. I mean, it's literally as easy as that. Right. In real world, if this were to actually happen, could somebody find it in their heart to forgive her or whatever right. and then start going out with her? I don't know. I but mean, it's kind of weird. I would think so, because she did save the guy's life. I well, mean, that's true. And it's not like she stole money from him exactly. or anything. She just yeah pretended to be her fiancé to get to see him in the hospital, check right. on him, and it got out of control. Right. I mean, she didn't really do anything, like, wrong. That's true. She didn't break any laws. She no. Just she just got let... a lie out of hand exactly. a little bit. It snowballed on her. Right. And so we cut from that to later where we see uh, Jack is in the hospital room with Peter and they're quote unquote playing cards. Jack is dealing the hands and and he's just talking with his brother while his brother's in a coma. Jack is actually kind of saying something that to me I would kind of taken big offense to as a kid if I was told this. Right? Jack is saying that as a as a child he was always told, why can't you be more like your brother? Yeah, which and, would piss me off. Yeah, it it seems like the way Peter has turned out, it's a good thing Jack wasn't more like his brother anyway. So, and he's telling his brother, look, you know, I'm not even mad. You know, in fact, I'm proud of you. I always have been. Right. And he takes the deck, puts it together, and he's like, all right, high card gets Lucy. He cuts it. And I guess it must have been a low card. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's two, two out, out of three. three. Exactly. Right. And we cut from there and we go to the family's house again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just having like a, you know, family dinner. Yeah. They're just, ha- yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, and it's kind of just your, it's a typical sort of family dinner scene. You have a couple of people, they start talking about actors and then they're talking about which actors were tall, which actors were short. Yeah. And it's it's a back and forth. And you see Lucy is sitting at the table and she's kind of smiling and mm-hmm. laughing at the whole thing going on. But then it gets... Giving eyes to Jack and stuff. Right. But then it gets to the point when, uh, let's see, the mom asks, you know, Lucy, she's like, you know, do you have anybody, you know, that we could set up with Jack? Yeah. And Lucy's... Lucy does not. She um, really doesn't have... I don't know if she really has too many friends other than her work well, friends. You sort of get the idea that she's kind of a loner. Well, the, like that's not even really... She doesn't even say that. She just says, no, she's like, you know, I don't really know what you know what's Jack's type. Well, yeah, and that's that, true. that's when Jack chimes in and says, oh, he's like, I like brunettes. Or, I'm sorry, I like blondes that are chubby. Yeah. And then the sister says, no, you don't. You like brunettes. Right, which, of course, yeah, Lucy is brunette. brunette, right. After this whole dinner scene is over and we see that it's time for Lucy to leave. And 
she goes to leave out the door and Jack is followed right behind her. He's holding the door for her as she leaves. Right. And there's mistletoe hung in the under the door frame. Yeah. Which this is incredibly weird to me. I know. So as far as they know, as far as they are concerned, she is engaged to be married to Peter. Right, their other son. But when she and Jack are underneath the mistletoe in the doorway, they encourage them both to kiss. And here's the thing. Whenever they kiss... Like, okay, if it was me and your brother, right? Uh, maybe just a quick kiss on the cheek, no right. big deal. No, they they do a full on mouth not, smacker, basically. Not really. They do like a light kiss on the lips. Well, yeah, but it's still weird. It's it like, is weird. Come and on now. They're like okay with it though, and of course, yeah, and they're like, oh, it's so sweet, right? You know? And at this point, Lucy and Jack are, you know, both looking at each other. You can tell, like, okay, they're both starting to get feelings. Yeah, they got all the feels. They, get, they got feels. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> sweet. Um, but that's my problem with that whole thing. It's like that just doesn't compute with me because, like I said, as far as they're concerned, she's engaged to be married to Peter. Right. It seems very weird to me. But we cut from there. It fades out of there. And we see the next day Lucy is at work. And she's just doing her thing. Talking with her booth mate. Their friends at work. Right. And the daughter. The. I forget her name. Sister. The sister. Mary. She shows up with one of her friends from school. You know. And she's like. Oh you know. Hi. You know. Come on. You know. Come on in. Or whatever. So, yeah, at this point, you know, Mary and her friend Beth join them in the booth. Um, and this is when the booth mate finds out because Mary mentions like, oh, yeah, you know, Lucy and my brother are getting married. And Lucy gets kind of a look on her face and the booth mate is like, Lucy, you're getting married. Right. And she's like, yeah, she's like, but, you know, at this point, it's kind of hush hush. You know, we're not really like announcing it to everyone. Right. And then uh, Lucy points out that the train that her and her friend are there for, you know, is there. And so, you know, they both turn to leave. And the friend, Beth, overhears the booth mate ask Lucy, she's like, girl, are you pregnant? And uh, Lucy sarcastically is like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm pregnant. Right. Which this, like, do these girls not have a sarcasm <laughs> meter or detector? Because right. it's pretty obvious. Right. So that's just it. So the friend overhears that and they, you know, you see them like leave or whatever. Yeah. And Lucy's like, yeah, she's like, you have to have sex in order to get pregnant. And he's like, wait, she's like, it's your fiance. She's like, what are you talking about? And she, you know, Lucy talks about how, well, she's like, we're, you know, just going to wait. Yeah. And the booth mate is like, you're going to wait. Yeah. You know, kind of like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it cuts that from that scene. And next we see uh, Lucy at her apartment. And no, I'm sorry. It cuts to later that night. Mm-hmm. And we see the family is all gathered together at their house. And in runs the daughter, Mary, Mary. with the announcement that Lucy is pregnant. Right. And everyone's like, well, how do you know this? You know, and she's like, well, Beth heard Lucy say something about it. Right. And you see Jack just leave the house in a Mm -hmm. real big rush. Yeah. And it cuts from that to Lucy's apartment. And we see Lucy getting ready for a party and Joe comes to the door. She gets up, answers the door, and he's got like this big... 
It's a big wreath. Like, I yeah. kid you not. It looks like he stole it, like, outside, like, from somebody's gravesite. That was kind of my first thought. Because but it's he like says, this mass, it's like a massive, like, wreath of, like, flowers. Full of wild, white flowers. I right, mean. yeah. And it's, like, in the shape of a big horseshoe or mm-hmm. something. And my first thought was the same thing. Yeah. But he says he had them make the same one they make for the horses at the winter circle. Right. In Arlington. Right. And she's kind of taken aback. She still doesn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. But she thanks him for the gift. And right. she leans in and gives him a hug. Mm-hmm. And right about that time, you see that Jack has showed up to her apartment and he's watching Lucy hug him. Right. And he leaves and goes down the stairwell and runs outside. Mm-hmm. Well, we see now later, Lucy is leaving her apartment and she bumps into Jack, who's been downstairs outside, probably deciding what to do. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. So she bumps into him and he nervously is talking to her and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I was just in the area. And she's like, well, I'm leaving for a party. You know, you don't want, do you want to come? He he gets himself invited to this party. Yeah. So he goes with her and. Well, they, they go, sh- they go to the party and it's actually the, the same lady that's her booth mate or whatever. Right. And his, her boss party. is there and everything yeah. too. It's probably just like a bunch of work friends and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And so when they show up and the door opens, he is immediately mistaken for the fiance. Right. Because as far as her friend knows. Yeah. She has no idea him. that coma guy is supposedly the fiance. Yeah. Well, he tries to run off, but they pull him inside the house. Right. And inside, you know, everybody's there. They're just having a good time, drinking. Well, because it's supposed to be New Year's. It's a New Year's Eve party. That's right, it is. And we see Lucy, at one point, she has a drink in her hand. And she's having a drink and talking with some people. And And, here comes Jack. Yeah. Tells her to stop drinking it. She's like, why? Why? Yeah. And he says real loud, because it's not good for the baby. Yeah. And... Mood killer, instant yep. mood killer. Like if they had a record player going, mm-hmm. you would have heard the scratch exactly. sound. <laughs> so everybody just like eyes over towards Lucy. And mm-hmm. the next scene you see Lucy and Jack are walking back to her apartment right. from the party. And they're talking, they're kind of hashing things out. She's like, why would you say that? Yeah. And he's like, well, I thought you were pregnant, Beth, you know. Or no, he he said Mary said that. Yeah, Mary you were said pregnant. that you were pregnant, and she's like, "Well, I'm not." Yeah. And they get to her apartment, and they're kind of discussing, like you know, why he was there to begin with, what his problem is, basically. Right. And he tells her, "Look, I saw you and Joe like doing, getting, you know." You and Joe becoming an item, basically. Right. And she's like, Joe? And he's like, yeah, he was doing... You were doing the a lean. lean. yeah. And she's she says something like, what is the lean? And he demonstrates it. And Joe... They were outside, and Joe actually sees it. Because, yeah. again, it's supposed to be New Year's Eve, so people are out partying, having a good time. And Joe actually sees it, and he goes, oh, he's like, yeah, the lean, and, you know... Jack yeah. is also like, yeah, you know, yeah, see, I'm like, not the thanks. only, yeah, like, I'm not the only one who knows what's, you know, what the lean is. Yeah, and he even, Joe even, like, thinks that Jack is putting some unwanted moves, too, because right. he sees the lean. Yep. And he's like, is this guy bothering you? And her response is, no, he's fine. Yeah. Go back to yeah. your party. <laughs> so he goes, and 
they're continuing to talk, and it almost seems like it's being productive, like they're heading towards a good place. Mm -hmm. But then she asks him, why did you think I was pregnant? Right. And he says, because Mary said you were. And she's like, you believed her? It's like she didn't give me a reason to not. Yeah, which I kind of see where he's coming from with that. Well, yeah. It's not that... It's your sister, so it's like, you know, if if you know, like, your yeah. sister's not, like, a liar. Right, or, if she's you know, proved herself to not yeah, be a pathological liar. Right, it's like you would if think... If she tells why, me something, I'm gonna believe it. Right, it's like, why would my sister lie exactly. about, you know, something like that? But she takes it as the only way, reason that, that Peter wants to marry her is because he's trapped with her because right. she's pregnant. Exactly. And she takes offense and she tells him goodbye, have a good night. Mm-hmm. The, she's walking back up to her apartment and he keeps following her up to the apartment. Yeah. And they're they're fighting constantly and they finally just kind of leave it on, you know, where he, he drags her dad into it. Mm-hmm. And says, well, you know what? Your dad probably wouldn't want you wasting your life away in a booth dreaming about places you're never going to visit. Right. And she... She's like, you know what? You're right. She basically tells him, look, you need to go. Just yeah. good night. Yep. And leaves on a bad note. And we see the next day, Peter wakes up. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's he... New Year's Day and everybody's singing, drinking, I hope not champagne. Right. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine, though, like if you're waking up from a coma and you, you're hearing like the, you know, everybody's singing and it's New Year's, I'd be like... Oh shit, how long have I been asleep? Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be kind of disturbing. Right. And so he wakes up and the next scene from there is we see Lucy has been called to the hospital. Yeah. And she's frantically she thinks like like it's yeah, bad news. Yeah, something's happened, right. But the dad greets her and tells her he's awake and she tries to run away. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad grabs her by the arm and pulls her back in. Right. And she is now with the dad kind of making her way to the hospital room and she meets Saul and she's telling Saul like you know you know you got to tell you got to tell yeah, them man we like, got to have me. we have to tell them yeah and he's like don't worry i'll handle it right and so as they're walking to the hospital room they all go one way Saul goes another way mm-hmm. leaving her by herself with the family yeah. with the family they're in the room and Peter wakes up again. He must have had a nap or something. Yeah. And he's looking around and he sees his family and it just kind of pans around where he's no, it's like, okay, that's my mom. That's my dad. That's my, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. And then it gets to Lucy and Lucy's sitting, you know, standing there with like an awkward smile. <laughs> yeah, kind of looking like, goofy and stuff. And you can tell he has no idea who that is. Right. Cause he, he goes to look at his grandma and then he goes back to Lucy and he's like, who are you? Yeah. And the dad's immediate reaction is like, he's got amnesia. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and so now we have the next scene where we see the family's talking to the doctor and the doctor's telling them, look, he, he says basically this can happen mm-hmm. where they can have selective amnesia basically. It's just located to one specific area, one specific right. memory. With time, it'll probably get better and yeah. he'll be fine. Yep. Um, so they leave it on that and the doctor says, look, he's had a tough day already. You know, it's been busy for him. We should just leave him, let him get his rest. Yeah. And so the family obliges. They're like, they go ahead and leave. Mm-hmm. So they're leaving the room and, and Saul in walks fi- Saul Yeah, all Saul of a finally shows up. Yeah, Lucy's <laughs> like, where the heck were you? 
And he's like, he, I, I was in the bathroom. Yeah, you, an old man can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. And she's like, you have to tell him. He's like, I'll tell them. I'll tell them tomorrow. Yeah. I will tell them. And she's like, okay, good. So they leave on that, and we see that Lucy has gotten a ride from the hospital back to her her apartment. Right. Um. And it turns out Jack has kind of cleared the air with the family. Mm -hmm. He's told the family that she's not pregnant. Yeah, she's not pregnant. But he hasn't really said anything else, like, you know, bashing her or nothing. She just said, nah, she's not pregnant. Right. So on the ride home, they kind of have a moment where they sort of apologize to each other. You know, everything's kosher between each other again. And she thanks them. She's like, you know... You know, things are, you know, basically about to change. And she's like, I just, I wanted to thank you for being a good friend. Yeah, exactly. And she, she also then tells him, look, tomorrow things are going to be a little bit different. Right. So for what it's worth, thank you, you yep. know. So they, they leave on that and we cut to the next day and Jack has showed up to the parents' house with donuts. Mm-hmm. And Jack sits down, says the donuts on the table and he's talking to his dad. And, and the is dad where, is, yeah. Well, this is where he finally drops it on his dad. You know, like, yeah, I'm not interested. He tells him, he's like, you know, like the chair and stuff that I made for, for grandma for Christmas or whatever. He's like, I've got, you know, like three orders for that. I've got like another six orders for like these dining tables that I make. And the dad is like, well, he's like, that sounds like a good side business. And he's like, no, he's like, it's good business. Yeah. And he tells them, you know, finally the dad kind of puts it together and he's like, you know, how long have you not, how long have you not wanted to do, you know, be a part of the family business? Yeah. He tell, you know, he tells the dad, it's like, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And it, it goes over a lot smoother with the dad than oh, he yeah. thought it would go. He thought the dad would kill him. Right. But the dad's response is, why didn't you tell me sooner? Right. He says, I could have sold this business to your uncle uncle so-and-so years ago for like double what it's worth now. Right. And then I could have taken your mother on that cruise with Kathy Lee Gifford she wanted to take. (laughs) Right. Things would have been just a lot better. Yeah. And they they leave on that note. The the father and son kind of have reconciled and Mm -hmm. the dad's just going to take over the business himself for however long or he wants to do it. It was kind of funny, though, because the conversation ended with, you know, um, you know, you got to call so-and-so and so-and-so. And and Jack was like, well, actually, you have to call. You have to. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I do have to call I do have to call. Yeah. And so, like you said, it, it ended with them, like, on a good note. Yeah. So now he's free to do whatever he wants with, you know, the his furniture and exactly. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it cuts from that. Now we're at the hospital, and later we see that Peter is trying to convince his family he doesn't have amnesia. Right. He's spouting off. He just... remembers his, you know, his birthday, his social security number. He remembers um, the code or whatever to his locker from like the eighth grade yeah. uh you know the year that he graduated uh from loss i mean he's tr- yeah trying to prove like yeah i don't have amnesia yeah he remembers a lot I of obscure facts other than lucy right that's the one thing he does not remember exactly and this is when saul says you know what let me talk to peter alone yeah family looks at saul's everything's all right and saul says yeah it's fine i just mm-hmm. want to talk to my god my godson right so they leave, and Saul's alone with Peter. And 
I like this little speech from I Saul. Too. <laughs> Saul says, Peter, you know what? You've got a good education. You've got good looks and a great job. It's like, but you're a real putz. You know mm-hmm. that, right? Yep. And Peter's reaction is like, huh? is this going somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and this is when, so now Saul starts telling him, look, I know you don't remember Lucy, but if you would just spend a couple of minutes looking into her eyes and really just talking and listening to her, yep. you should see what took us two seconds to realize about her. Right. And if you do, then you should propose to her again, again. he says. Yep. And marry her before she has a chance to run away. Right. And, and I don't remember if he says this, but if he didn't, he should have. But if you don't, then you're still just a putz. Yeah, I don't remember if he did or not. But he also says, too, he's like, you know what? If I was, you know, 40 years younger, I would marry her myself. Right. You know? And he leaves it. He's like, you know, take it from an old putz, basically. Yeah. He's like, I'm not calling you a putz just to be mean. Just Mm -hmm. take it from an old man who's been in your shoes. You need to do this. Exactly. And appreciate it before it's gone. Right. And so Saul leaves and... Some time has passed and Lucy shows up and uh, she and Peter start talking. Peter asks her to take a seat and they're just kind of making small talk. And Peter's telling her that, you know, he wishes he could remember her basically. Right. And um, she is telling him. This is where she mentions the seat, I think. Yes. Oh, you know, I, I know that you give up, you know, your seat. Because he was talking about how, you know, her saving him, you know, like, gosh, that's so heroic. Like, I, I've never done anything, you know, like, you know. That's right. That's like right. Heroic. Yeah. And she's like, well, she's like, I know you give up your seat every morning. And he's like, yeah, he's like, but that's not, you know, really anything heroic. And she's talking about how, well, for that person, you know, it, it feels like it. Exactly. Yeah, they're just having kind of, you know, like you said, mostly small talk. Exactly. And I think at this point he's kind of realizing like, wow, yeah, she is a really good person. Yeah, she's really nice. You know? She's Yeah, exactly. And after we're, we're having this conversation between Lucy and Peter, we cut to Peter's apartment and the bacon lady shows up. Oh, that's right. And she's trying to make her way up to Peter's apartment and the doorman confronts her and says, I'm sorry, ma'am, you know, yeah. we have to announce and she's like, well, I am so-and-so. I am Peter's fiance." And he looks at her. He's like, you're not his fiance." And she's like, huh? Yeah. They're both kind of like, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah. I like the doorman. I, I like his too. character. Yeah. And it fades off of that, and we cut to later. And it turns out now they're moving Peter from ICU to just a regular room. Right. And Jack is there. Floor. He's got some ice cream for him, so he takes over the wheelchair from the orderly. He's like, yeah. oh, I got this. Yeah. So he, he pulls the ice cream out of his pocket and is like, hey, I got some contraband for you. Right. And Peter's eating the ice cream. He's like, oh, man, peanut butter fudge or, or yeah, chocolate so... peanut butter is my favorite. Yeah. He's like, I'm a new man. He's like, this, he says, waking up from a coma does something to you. Right. It's like everything just looks better, tastes better, and smells better. Mm-hmm. Even this chocolate fudge peanut, peanut butter. butter tastes better and peter said jack says well that's good and it's fudge mint yeah <laughs> um he's like whatever peter says whatever he's like even this lucy girl she seems like she's really something and uh he's like yeah yeah she's really great and uh so now 
Peter starts kind of confessing some stuff. Yeah. He he says, you know, and I. You can tell Jack does not want to know any of this. Yeah, he says, I've got a second chance. He's like, you know, I've I've got a second chance at life and a second chance at love. He's like, I've done. I haven't been the best. He's like, I, you know, I've always cheated on everybody that I've ever been with. Yeah. Which, of course, Jack is like, yeah, he's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Jack says, <laughs> at one point, he says, you know, let's, you know, stop confessing because yeah. otherwise I'm going to go. Yeah. And, but he continues to confess. He could, yep. he tells him, those squirrels I saved, first I knocked them out of the tree. I know. It's like, holy shit. And Jack <laughs> looks at me and goes, ugh. Yeah. And right about that time is when Jack decides he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. Because the next thing you see is Peter is rambling on about having a second chance right. at life and all of this. And the orderly comes up. He and- comes up and he goes, Peter goes, does that sound crazy? And the orderly looks at him and goes, no. no. The orderly says, yeah, but it's normal with people with head injuries. Yeah. And, and he- sets his stuff on top of his right. lap. Right. And then he's like, oh, look, my shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he goes and wheels him up to his uh, his new private room. Right. Um, and uh, we cut to downstairs and we see Lucy showing up to the hospital as Saul is leaving. Mm-hmm. And Saul tells her that he hasn't told them anything. And at that point she's pissed and she's like, you're fired. Yeah, she's like, Saul, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saul just kind of gives a look like, okay. oh well, I didn't want to do it anyway. Right. Um. So Lucy goes to charge upstairs into the hospital, and right about that time, the bacon lady shows up. Her name's Ashley. Yeah, I just like calling her the bacon lady. <laughs> they meet as they're walking into the hospital, but obviously they don't know each other. Well, and they go on separate floors. Correct. So Ashley... Ashley knows where he's at now, yeah. because I guess she got the info from the doorman or the I hospital guess, where yeah. he was going. Yeah. So she is going to the second floor. Lucy's going to the fourth floor because she doesn't know that he was moved yet. Yeah. For some reason, she right. knows not yet. Well, so Ashley goes charging in. Yeah. Uh, into the room. And he's... Peter also has a roommate at this point. Yeah, I like the roommate. He's funny. Too. He's just sitting there, just snacking away, just watching the whole scene unfold. Right. And the first words out of her mouth are, hello, scumbag. Yep. And the orderly, there's an orderly taking some, or a nurse taking some blood or something. And the look on his face is like, well, that's my cue to go. Yeah, I gotta go. And she walks up and she's, you know, telling him that... You've got a fiancé. Yeah, you've got a fiancé, yeah. And uh, she's like, you asked me to, you asked me to marry you. And he's like, but you said no. You moved in Portugal. Yeah, you moved to Portugal (laughs) for Pete's sake. And she's like, well, we were, we were separated. We needed some time. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, we were on a break. Right. Um, And this is where he, you know, they, she says, I want my stuff back, including my cat. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, I want my stuff back then. And she's like, well, what's that? And he points to his nose. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, you can't have that. It's mine. Right. And uh, he's like, but I paid for it. Yeah, but but I paid for it. And so then she like grabs her chest and she's like, fine, Fine. you can have these back too. Yeah. Talking about her boobs. They must have not. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and go there. So she does this and. So apparently he paid for a boob job for her. Yeah, a boob and a nose job. You'd think if he, if a boyfriend had paid for a boob job for her, a woman, period, you'd think it would be bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Like the Dolly Parton special or something like that. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be crass or gross or nothing. Right. But I don't know. There wasn't much there. That's true. So I was like, what kind of boob job did she get? Like a reduction or what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a jerk. But that was my thought process. And then at that point, so they're, you know, broken up and she calls him a one ball bastard. Yeah, she's like, buy you one ball, the bastard. Yep. And that dude, I love that his uh, roommate there yeah. is just sitting there with a fork in his hand. He's like, oh man, you go, dude. And he's yeah. eating his food. <laughs> yeah. He's just enjoying the show. He's mm-hmm. cool. Um, and right about that time, so we see her leaving the room, and Lucy is told up on the fourth floor, like, "Oh yeah, he got moved down to the second floor. I'll take yes. you there." And that was the same nurse that had started everything by saying, "Oh, it's his fiance." Yes, exactly. So same lady, and so I think at that point, yeah, that she gets brought down to the second floor. Correct. And the nurse is there hiding in the hallway, like watching the whole mm-hmm. thing. And Lucy walks up to Peter and she looks like she's going to start telling him something, but right. he interrupts her and he's like, look, he says, you know, I've, I've, you know, gotten a second chance at life. He's like, it really gets the man to thinking. And he says, you know what? My family really loves you. And so I might as well love you. Right. Will you marry me? Yep. And, and then, her Lucy's face, at first she's like smiling. Yeah. And then her face kind of sinks like, oh, he just said, I might as well love you. Yeah. He's basically settling for me right. just because of his family. Right. And the nurse passes out in the hallway whenever Which, he asks her to marry him. It's like, okay, calm down. Yeah. Like if she passes out that easily, maybe she should not be in this profession. <laughs> maybe. And the roommate, I really like the roommate again, because he's like, you know, giving him the thumbs up. He's like, man, you go, Peter, you get him. Right. Um, And it fades off of that, and we cut to um, later that, night the next night. day for the wedding, or the night before the wedding, I'm yeah. sorry. And Lucy is apparently getting, kind of trying on her wedding dress, because Jack has showed up to her apartment, mm-hmm. and as she's, he's walking in... We see Joe Jr. walking down, and he's got a new girlfriend. Right. Um, and he introduces her as, you know, the prettiest woman on the third floor, and she giggles, and yeah. Jack walks upstairs to Lucy's apartment, and he's inside, and we see her. She's not, like, naked or nothing, but no. she's, like, got the dress kind of draped over her. Just like to see what it, what it would, like, look like. Yeah. Yeah. And they're talking, and... He says Jack you know, is telling her basically he has she has her ble- his blessing and, and he, he wishes also, her well. Right. And he also has a wedding gift for yeah. her. So she opens it and it's a snow globe and it's got um something from Florence. Right. Or whatever in it. And you know, you could tell like she loves it, thinks that it's really thoughtful. And the conversation ends as he's leaving out the door and she tells him she's like if you give me any reason not to marry your brother, I won't. Right. And, and but he doesn't give her any reason. You can kind of see on his face, He's like, I guess he wants it. to. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, we were kind of joking when we were watching this movie. It's like he should have just said, yeah, because he's a jerk and a he cheater. Yeah, cheats on Everybody. his people he's with yep. he knocks squirrels out of trees <laughs> just so he can pretend to save them right 
And he's just a all-around scumbag. Yeah. So you asked for one, I gave you several. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but of course, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't say anything. He's doesn't being. Say anything and... He's being a good brother, but you know, and yep. he's not, you know, bashing his, you know, his blood brother or whatever. Yep. Um. Later in the day, or next next day, we cut to the next day, and Lucy shows up to her job, and she's passing out wedding invitations. And he goes, wait, he's like, hold on a second. Yeah, her boss is like, this is a wedding invitation. And she's like, yep. And she turns to walk away, and he's like, this is your wedding invitation, and it's today. Or no, it's, to- it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah, that's right. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, are you insane? Mm-hmm. And she responds with, yes, I am insane. I work holidays, weekends, in a booth like a piece of veal. And I have nobody. Right. She's like, she's like, but now all of a sudden a very rich man mm-hmm. wants to marry me and take me to Italy where I can finally get a stamp in my book right. that I've been to Italy. Yep. And the boss is like, are you okay? What happened to the other guy? And she just kind of. He didn't want me. Yeah. Is what she says. Yeah. About Jack. Mm-hmm. So now later that. Later on at the wedding, and we see Lucy is... Well, she's rushing to the hospital. Right. She's rushing to the hospital. She's she's about to run late, and everybody's already there. Yeah, in the at chapel, this chapel. the hospital. Yeah, exactly. She finally makes it to the hospital, and she's at the end of the aisle, and the wedding march starts to play. But she has her jacket. She starts walking down the yeah. aisle, and then they point out that she's wearing her coat. So she... Goes back to the end of the aisle, or, you know, the beginning of the aisle, takes her coat off, puts it on one of the uh, IV stands, and then she starts walking down. Yeah. Yeah. And so as she's walking down, she sees Saul, who is kind of gives her a smile, but then his face kind of drops. Yeah. Like, he realizes she's about to marry my a-hole godson (laughs) who i know is an a-hole but i did nothing to stop it up and all the way up to this point right um and she she makes it all the way up to the aisle and the priest begins like he doesn't even like really get more than like three or four sentences in and she says i object yeah and he's like well that part comes later yeah and this is where she just spills her guts to the whole family. Exactly. She tells them finally what happened mm-hmm. that day in the hospital before they ever met her. Right. And then how it just continued on. And she gets to the point where she goes, but, you know, I love your son. And, and <laughs> Peter Boyle's character is like, we know. know. That's why you're getting married to him. It's like, no, not him. Your, your other, other son. son. And she's like, and I also fell in love with you. And Peter Boyle's like, me? Me? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, no, all of you, the whole family. And right about that time, she, she just tells them like, look, you know, we just, we can't do this. She's like, I'm really sorry to do this to you, Peter, but it can't happen. Right. And she starts walking away. Yeah. And right at that time. 
Ashley. Ashley Bacon, the bacon lady, shows up. I object. Yeah, she objects. And, and the man walks in behind her. Well, she says, I object. And then I love it because the priest is like, get in line. Get in line. Yeah. I love the frustrated look oh, on the yeah, priest's he's face. annoyed. Before this happens, whenever <laughs> she is, whenever Lucy is making her speech, at one point during the speech, he takes his Bible and he just rolls his eyes uh-huh. and just Stonk. shuts it like, yep. why am I even here? Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so Ashley shows up and she's objecting and they're asking, who is this? And the, it's announced that she is Peter's girlfriend and a guy follows in behind Ashley. I, He's I like, object too. Yeah, and like, who is this? And Peter says, Ashley's husband. And that, if the whole family is just up in arms, like, oh yeah, you're, you know, you're engaged to a you know a married woman. Exactly. Which would be yeah, that would be very and disappointing. It, well, yeah, and then at that point, you see she, you know, um, Lucy is trying to exit, and she kind of tells you know Saul like kind of like sorry. Yeah. And, you know, same thing to um, to Jack and stuff like that. And she just kind of, like, leaves as quickly as she can. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she goes back home to kind of lick her wounds, basically. Mm-hmm. And we see her at home, and we see Joe Jr. shows up to her door, and he's giving her... He's actually being nice for a yeah. change. Yeah. Giving her his condolences, more or less. Right. Like, I'm sorry about your boyfriend. I'm sorry about how it turned out. And she just gives him a hug, like, you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then she asks where his girlfriend is. Yeah. And then he tells her that his girlfriend also dumped him. Right. And he starts crying. So she That's feels right. bad for him. <laughs> and they actually, I guess, they go and lick their wounds together. Mm-hmm. Um, because it fades from that. To the next day, we see her at work at the train station. And apparently it's Lucy's last day. I guess she's quitting to go back to school because her friend tells her. Yeah, they don't really say why she quits. I don't know if it's to go back to school or if she's decided, like, yeah, I'm just going to travel. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of stuff. They don't really say. No. But her booth mate is, you know, saying goodbye to her, you know, kind of like, I'll miss you. Exactly. Type of thing. And and the camera just kind of stays focused on, on the little coin yeah. drop so slot you see, thing. And she's pulling the coins, you know, and stuff like that. Well, <clears throat> that's happening. And then all of a sudden you see a ring. Yep. Being dropped out, you know, in there. And so, of course, she looks up and there's Jack and, of course, the entire family. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he... She... I'm sorry, the grandma, it tells Jack, like, get on your knee and propose to propose and stuff like that. Yes. And he goes, you know, can can I come in there? And she's like, not without a token. Yep. So he drops a token in there and he goes into the booth and stuff. And at that point, I think they just start kissing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they start kissing and stuff. She, like, accepts his proposal. Right. Meanwhile, there's a line of people backing up behind this <laughs> know, dead right? gum family. <laughs> Holding up everything. I know. It's like, okay, this is great. You guys are having a moment. Right. Let's go. Unless you're going to hop on that train, you need to move out of the way. Exactly. But, and and it fades from that. Now Sandra Bullock is giving another voiceover narration yep. about how she agreed to marry and they, they got married and they spent their honeymoon in Florence, Italy. Yeah, she finally got that passport stamp. Yep. And that um, 
they show them like yeah they're on the back of a train and it says just married and they're you know in their wedding stuff yeah and like you said this voiceover is going on and it gets to the end and she's like peter asked me when i knew that i had fallen in love with jack and she's like and i told him it was while you were sleeping dun 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 the end. or Aw. Aw, I was cute. I guess that deserves an aw instead of a dun-dun-dun. Exactly. So, um, I do have some facts. <clears throat> Sweet. So, we didn't talk about this, but in a transition scene, a paperboy is shown slipping off his bike. Uh, this was actually an accident, but they decided to keep it in the movie. In mm. fact, the paperboy actor broke his wrist. That sucks, too, Because, yeah, you watch it, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, he fell hard. And that poor kid is just, like... I know. He's an extra, basically. Yeah, he was. You know, very short, like, a 15-second scene or so. Right. Maybe at the longest. And the poor kid freaking bites it. I know. And he broke his wrist. Yeah, that would suck. So, the original screenplay was about a woman in a coma and a man pretending to be her fiancé. Many studio executives thought this, this to be too predatory, but one suggested reversing the roles. Uh, once the script was rewritten, the movie was picked up by Hollywood Pictures. Which, yeah, that makes more sense does. to do that the other way around. Yeah. Because, yeah, it would, be, it would be a tough sell to have it the way originally it was written. Well, I, I mean, mean, I guess as a book, it might be kind of different, I but mean, in you, a movie, it's but if weird. You, but if you think about it, it's Sleeping Beauty. Well, that's true, yeah. I mean, if they didn't reverse the roles, it's Sleeping Beauty. That's true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's yeah, literally Sleeping Beauty. It is. Only he didn't wake up with a kiss. Yes. So the role of Lucy was written for Demi Moore. Uh, Sandra Bullock took the role saying she could relate to it having just broken up from a four-year relationship. <laughs> Which I'm glad because I feel like Sandra Bullock did a much better job than what Demi Moore would have done. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. I like Sandra Bullock as an actress. Uh, the film wasn't originally supposed to be a Christmas movie. Uh, the studio wanted it set during the holidays as it would be easier to sell. Which makes sense. Because it's like one of those movies like you could go actually as a whole family around Christmas. Yeah, yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> A then-unknown Matthew McConaughey tested for the role of Jack, but was dropped because of his Texas accent. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine, though? That's why? Well, I mean, because, I don't know, to me it didn't seem like there were a whole lot of accents in here that made sense for Chicago anyway. uh, The director rejected offers to cast Russell Crowe in the same role. (laughs) Nice. So, Julia Roberts turned down the role of Lucy... Um, James Spader and Dylan McDermott were considered for the role of Jack, which I could see Dylan McDermott actually doing a good job as Jack. Nicole, uh, let's see, Nicole Kidman auditioned to play Lucy. Patrick Swayze was considered to play Jack when Demi Moore was in negotiations to play Lucy. To, oh. you know, capitalize on the whole ghost thing that they had from before. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I forgot that's who that was. Right was initially supposed to be set in Brooklyn. So maybe they just decided to keep the two Joe actors, and maybe that's why... That's true. You know, maybe that's why they just left it like that. Hmm. I don't know. It's mostly... Most of these facts or whatever are, you know, mostly like other people that were going to play, like, the certain characters and stuff like that. 
Well, that's kind of interesting, though. Now, see, okay, so Monica Kina, who plays Mary, was 15 at time of filming. She's assumed to be around that age in the film as she gets ear piercings as a gift for Christmas, which is a common age for teenagers to get piercings. And then it says there's no explanation for the large age gap between her and her older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah. This is kind of cool. So in the wedding scene in the hospital, the organist is longtime Comiskey Park, home of the Chicago White Sox, organist Nancy Faust. So that's kind of cool that they used her as the organist in the movie. That is pretty cool. So that's all I got, though, for facts. Okay, cool. So... Let's see. What do you wanna What do you wanna use to rate this? I was kind of thinking using um the snow. Well, not snow globes because we've already done that. Yeah, we did that for unfaithful tokens. Yeah, might as well use train tokens. We'll just use train tokens. (laughs) So, how many tokens, train tokens, would you give this? Oh no, I I still I still like this movie. I would give it. I'd give it a four. Yeah, four out of five. Same train tokens. I'm gonna give that you know two, which is. Saying a lot, because romantic comedies are not necessarily my favorite yeah. genre, but this is a good movie. Oh, yeah. I've always enjoyed it. It's so. really good. Sandra Bullock, like you said, was a really good choice to play the lead actress, mm. oh, lead yeah. female role in this. For sure. For this movie, it was actually pretty easy. We just watched it off of Disney+, Plus since we have a subscription. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have Disney+, Plus, again, you can easily find this anywhere on Amazon. Or oh, yeah, for sure. Those. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, so for next month, with it being March, March is my birthday month. And normally I'm not one of those people that, you know, takes a whole month to so-called celebrate me <laughs> or whatever. Yes. It is our podcast. So I'm going to do it for the month of March. March is going to be just my picks. They're not going to have a theme or anything like that. It's just going to be movies that I really like. Yes. So for the first movie, we're going to do Tommy Boy because it's definitely one of my top favorites. Yeah. That's a good movie. (laughs) It is. It's a good comedy. So that's what we're going to do. Cool. Yeah. So thanks for listening, y'all. Oh, yeah. Thank you.